Ho, 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 and welcome back. Wow. What a holly jolly intro that was. What a holly jolly intro to Top Talks. Um, your favorite bi-weekly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, I feel like, you know, starting off, we should probably um, address a couple things. Um, Tama, why, why, why haven't we made a podcast in six months? I believe you, <laughs> you, you have the reason. Of course. Um, you see, the there's this massive EMP hit Utah, which is where we're recording from. And so all of our electronics have been dead for the past six months. What are you talking about? That's not, no, it's because it's episode 12. Oh. We're, doing, we're doing a Christmas episode, so. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I meant. Uh-huh. So we had to wait all the way till Christmas because we didn't want episode 12 to be like, I don't know, back in July or whenever it was we were going to record next. That makes, that's what I meant to say. But yeah, no, this is, um, like you said, this is our holiday special. We just, the last episode of Top Talks that we had was our season finale. I don't know if we mentioned that on the podcast, but it was. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. this is our little... This is just our holiday special, so it's a little in between seasons. I think, yeah, I think we mentioned pretty clearly that it was our season finale, and if no, and if people didn't remember that, then that's their fault. Um, mm-hmm, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's so sad because our last episode was like, "Oh, we've got so much stuff to talk about moving forward," and then, mm-hmm. and now we have so much stuff to talk about from the past that we're gonna have to condense into one healthy-sized episode. Yeah honestly but for real though um it's been a second just because you know life has gotten busy um for me you know i I mean for for tama too i think college has just been ramping up Mm -hmm. um, getting farther along so i've been dealing with a lot of that i've had a pretty jam-packed semester and then i also started two new jobs so i've been running around a lot Yes, that's how it that's how it is. And then I yeah, mainly just busy uh busy class schedule and everything kind of intense. And then um I also no longer have my recording mic that I used to have. So hopefully that isn't something you guys notice. I mean, you you sound good from my end, but maybe I'll I'll go to edit it and it'll be horrible. <laughs> if it but... sounds if my audio sounds bad to you guys then you should uh go to the ear doctor and get your ears examined Mm -hmm. yeah there's there's nothing wrong with our audio if there's a problem it's with you but yeah true so true welcome to the annual top holiday special that we've done every year since the podcast has started um (laughs) which is true that is true um yeah this is our little interlude in between seasons for whenever season two of top talks comes back around but yeah i don't know i mean i'm sure there's a lot to discuss so i don't know if uh if there's anything else you want to add before we we get into it we've got a we've got a holly jolly program planned for tonight yeah well i say let's get into it because like i mentioned we have uh 
however many months it's been since the last episode's worth it's, of content. It's been like nearly six, I think. Yeah. So we have like half a year's worth of content. And we're going to start off with our quick pop culture content blast. We'll try to keep it quick. Yeah. Because, yeah. So like we said, we wanted to kind of do like a holiday thing, but we feel like we have to address because, you know, most of, most of the podcast, we, we like to talk about movies and pop culture and stuff that comes out. So we feel like we couldn't come back without addressing some of this stuff. So really quick. Yeah. If, Tom, if you want to start us off with that, we'll just kind of run through some of the things that have come out since we last top talked and then mm-hmm. we can kind of just give a quick recap on our thoughts and opinions, which we'll try to condense because there's a lot to say. Yeah, for sure. We'll start off with what's new with Marvel. Aiden, what is new with Marvel? <sighs> a lot. I mean, there's been what is it only, it's only been two movies actually, I think. Yeah. But two movies, Two movies and four shows, I think. Four shows. What am I missing? Well, there are two series and then two special events. Okay, yeah. So two movies, two specials, and two shows. It's been quite quite the content load just with Marvel. And mm-hmm. so to start off, I think the earliest thing, the last thing that we talked about that was the newest thing that came out was Iron Man 2. <laughs> yeah, so I was getting really excited for the new Captain America movie that just got announced. And uh... mm-hmm. no, I was just kidding. We're um, the first thing that we need to catch up on is Miss Marvel. So, I guess what are your thoughts, Aiden? Because I have I have some really positive thoughts about this. I have positive thoughts about everything, but definitely this show. I'm trying to remember because Miss Marvel was a show that I binged because I didn't watch it every single week because I was in the middle of like traveling and um my job was kind of hectic at the moment and i honestly i've been doing pretty bad lately at watching everything just because of how busy life is like i think i missed a an opening night or an opening weekend showing of a marvel movie for like the first time ever um but miss marvel it all kind of blends together but i remember enjoying it i think it was a it was a, it was a fun show um i i think it, i think it set her up pretty good i mean Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i don't have a whole lot to say about it yeah i'll try to keep pretty brief because this is honestly it's honestly one of my favorite mcu shows which is i mean there's only like a handful of them so far but Mm -hmm. it's definitely this is probably top three for me honestly it's um really i mean first of all like talking about not my opinion if we're looking at Rotten Tomatoes score, which has its pros and cons to look at those scores. But this mm-hmm. is actually this is actually the top MCU Rotten Tomato score out of any show, any movie, any like any I guess I don't know if they do Rotten Tomato scores for the specials. I haven't seen those, but when this came out, this was the top above Infinity War, above Endgame, which, you know, is it's a that's a big deal. Um I feel like most of the hate that I heard from it were people that didn't watch it or only watched part of it. Um, which I don't know. I could go off on another rant about that, but hmm. we'll we'll keep off that topic for now. Um, things that I loved, I loved the style of it. They started off really strong, and then they kind of transitioned to more of a normal style. But like, I I was gonna say, I think that my my biggest con might have been that they started off with a very unique, um, yeah, a very unique style, and I felt like they kind of lost it mm-hmm. halfway through, and then it just it came back in full force in the finale. And it was kind of like a jarring transition because I remember being like, oh, what the? Mm -hmm. I forgot that it used to be like this. 
Yeah, and I mean, the literal reason of why that happened is the directors that directed the first episode, I believe, also directed the last episode. So between that, it was like a different different directors were handling um, that. Okay. Um, and then I think I've also heard that there's like a metaphorical reason of it. Like she's becoming caught up in this stuff. So all the magic kind of dies and then it comes back. At the, I don't know. But I love the style regardless, um, especially those parts. I love the family and friends chem- chemistry. Honestly, probably my favorite like family on any media ever like they're just so fun like the mom the dad the brother like kamala like everybody i just love them um they did that amazingly and i could just watch a show of just them hanging out at home um it, i love the world building uh especially like seeing a fan of the avengers like that was so cool especially seeing like she has her own YouTube channel dedicated to heroes. Is I don't know. I love that. It is interesting to see more projects where you get to learn about people who live in the universe and kind of see what it's like to just be a normal person with like mm-hmm. a bunch of superheroes. So it's always fun to see that. Yeah, definitely. But I think those are my main thoughts on it. Overall, I loved it. Yeah. The next movie I think that came out was Thor: Love and mm-hmm. Thunder. Um, yeah. I don't know if we. I don't know if we ever talked about it. Like to I each other? I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, maybe very like briefly, but tell me what I you. I don't know what your thoughts. Are. Um, my thoughts is that I think there was a little. I mean, I've heard some people say that they think this movie was better than Ragnarok. I don't think I'm one of those people. I I think I definitely mm-hmm. did enjoy Ragnarok more than this movie. I think it suffers from suffers <laughs> suffers from a little bit of content overload, which was one of our episode titles but um i think that there's there was a lot they were trying to do and i mean you you even look a little bit into like the production of it and you hear about taika talk about how much of the movie he had to cut i mean there were Mm -hmm. entire actors uh, jeff goldblum and uh, peter dinklage were both supposed to have parts in the movie they said they had filmed scenes with christian bale and they they had their scenes entirely cut it felt like Taika wanted to do a lot of things and Marvel kind of just let him film whatever. But then at the end they came through and said, okay, this is what we need. This is what's important. And this is what you have to keep out. And it ended with stuff like um, the omnipotent city where like the Greek gods are, I guess it's not the Greek gods, it's just all the gods, mm-hmm. which was a cool bit, but it ultimately ends up feeling disconnected from the overall plot when, I mean, they go to get help from the gods and then they end up not even getting any help from the gods, but then they take Zeus's thunderbolt, which isn't really like a plot saving device. So it just kind of felt like the only reason they went there was because Marvel wanted to set up Zeus and more importantly, Hercules. Um, I felt like Christian Bale was very underutilized and he kind of just disappears halfway through, but then shows up. Um, But I did think he was one of the strongest um, points of the film. Um, I liked Jane Foster as the Mighty Thor. Um, I guess, spoiler alert for a movie that came out five months ago. I was surprised that they killed her off that quickly. I thought that they were going to keep her around, but I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to condense it. I don't want to go into too much detail, but that's kind of my rapid fire, um, mm-hmm. broad opinion of the movie. Yeah, I think I share a lot of the same thoughts with you. I will say this is something I was going to mention later, but there's actually... Well, two things. Uh, first, 
Taika actually before the movie came out, he was talking about how dumb he thinks director cuts are. And so like, mm-hmm. so that makes me feel like, I don't know if he felt like the stuff he cut was super like necessary or amazing anyway. Um, I would have loved to see that stuff. Cause like you said, Peter Dinklage, uh, Jeff Goldblum, and then I forget the actress's name, but she got paid a ton to be in a role. That oh, happened. yeah. It was another Game of Thrones actress, I think. Yeah. And so, like, I'm sure there was there was good stuff, but, like, Taika seemed pretty confident that it wasn't necessary. Um, but the other point is, and I, I'll talk more about this later, but Bob Chapek actually had a lot of, he took a lot of, Kevin Feige's, who, for those of you who don't know, Bob Chapek is the old CEO of Disney as of like a couple weeks ago. He's gone. Yeah, that's some other big news. Uh Uh-huh, which that's actually super exciting because one Mm -hmm. thing that he did was he put a middleman in between him and Kevin Feige, which took a lot of Kevin Feige's control away, which um, I guess just briefly, some of the problems that that caused was uh, Bob Chapek really wanted Disney Plus to just have just stock up on content which could you know a lot of people complain that it seems like marvel's rushing stuff out and that's probably due to bob chapek um something else he also did reportedly was he was the reason that he said that love and thunder had to be under a certain amount of time i think it was under two hours is that what the i remember hearing saying stuff that it was going to be one of the shortest marvel movies Mm -hmm. and that's because for some reason bob chapek in the reports i obviously don't know bob chapek but reportedly that was his doing. He was saying we have to have a shorter movie so they can get more showings in the theater so we can make more money. Um, I don't know. I have a lot of bad stuff to, to say about Bob Chapek. I'm glad he's gone and I'm glad Bob Iger is back because he's same. Yeah. I'm hoping we deal. see some improvements because mm-hmm. of that. But yeah, I guess my quick thoughts on love and thunder. I think people need to, this is, I guess, related to love and thunder not necessarily the movie itself i think people need to calm down with the taika hate because one movie that you might not like that doesn't erase movies like jojo rabbit we do in the shadows his other Thor ragnarok other projects so like i don't know it's there's there's kind of like a lot of taika hate recently that i've seen well since the movie um but the movie itself, I think it was a step down from Thor Ragnarok, in my own opinion. But it's mm-hmm. still my it's still my second favorite Thor movie. So it's like, oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, that's which, not a super. Yeah, hard. I mean, I don't know actually. I think Thor Ragnarok and then the first Thor might be my second. I think the first Thor is an extremely underrated movie. I think it is too. Actually, now that you mentioned it, Thor, the first Thor and Thor: Love and Thunder are probably pretty even, in my opinion. Glad I glad I could bring some. <laughs> So we'll, we'll say they're we'll say they're tied for a second, but um, just aspects I loved. I loved Omnipotent City. That was super cool. I liked that world building. I loved. Um, I just wish that they used it more. Like, why couldn't they have gone to the Omnipotent City, asked Zeus for help, had Zeus be like, "No, we're not going to help you," and then Gore shows up and just annihilates so many of them, and you get to go. He is a powerful antagonist. That's why they call him the God Butcher. You don't. You only have actually get to see him. Like I, I was thinking about this the other day. They call him Gore the God Butcher. There's only one god in the entire movie you see him kill on screen, and it's the god in his origin story. Everything else is off screen in some like um, PowerPoint like walkthrough where they're seeing all the carnage he's done. And I was like, that's lame. Like mm-hmm. we don't ever get to see him in action. 
Yeah, I definitely, I agree. Like what the gore that we did see was amazing. So I would have loved more of it. I would have liked to see some more God butchering. Um, I, I don't know them if... to be on the run from him and not he leaves and they have to chase after him. I think, and you know, you could argue that it would be too much like, I guess no, because Ragnarok, they have to go to the villain. So yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I would say in defense of Gore not going to Omnipotent City, though, I would say story-wise it makes sense that he would rather draw Thor, like just fight Thor alone. And I guess like uh, Jane Foster and Valkyrie and Korg as well. But like instead of going to the City of Gods and trying to take them on, I think it makes sense that he would rather try to bring Stormbreaker to him so that he could use that for the you know, the ultimate God butchering. Um, so story-wise, I think it makes sense that he didn't do that. It would have been cool to see, but I don't think it was necessary. Uh, and then I agree with you. Jane Foster, she went from one of my less lesser favorite or less preferred Marvel characters to being like a pretty like solid, like I really liked her character after mm-hmm. this movie. Um, but we'll move on to that. Or unless you have any last things to say. No, we need to move on. It's yeah. it's hard because these are all things I feel like we could spend a lot longer on. But yeah, um, so let's, the... let's go rapid fire. I think the next thing was She Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was a lot about this show, and we could have honestly spent an entire episode talking about everything surrounding it. Um, I'm just gonna do my rapid fire opinion. I'm gonna mm-hmm. try to keep it short. Um, there's a lot about this show that was kind of off-putting at first just like story beat wise and like um plot progression i don't know there was some stuff i didn't like it won me back over at the end i thought the finale was one of the most meta and like surprising things marvel has ever done it changed the entire way i kind of thought about the show up until that point um it made me even more excited for charlie cox to return as daredevil i thought they used him exceedingly well and he paired really nicely with uh she hulk i thought they had great chemistry um i don't know i think overall the show did stick the landing i think they did a really funny meta thing um there were some parts of the show that just kind of felt off and then i think i remember one of the things that kind of bothered me at least in the first episode is i remember the first episode ending in a way that was just kind of like what because she was in court and then like a supervillain bursts through and then she takes her out in one punch and then i was like okay i'm interested to see like what happened like why did this villain show up and then the next episode just didn't really i don't know dive into it as much as i wanted them to and i don't know it they kind of left it feeling just sort of matter of fact like oh we wanted an opportunity to show that she's she hulk and people find out and i don't know I mean, there was a lot of lot of controversy about this, and I'm sure you will probably go into much more detail about it. So I want to leave more time for you to talk. <laughs> I'll try to I'll try to to be quicker on this one than Love and Thunder, but yeah. um, I think yeah, there's a lot of controversy about the show, and I don't think it's deserved at all. I love this. I love this show. Like this show and Miss Marvel are two of the shows that I like. Two of the only shows that I can think of besides maybe like the office and i don't know maybe there's another show or two that like genuinely have me smiling like throughout the show just because like the content i'm just like i don't know and i think this shows 
like having read comics and specifically reading She-Hulk comics, this show is probably the closest thing I've ever seen to what it feels like to read a comic book series. Because it's like one episode, you know, they're trying to help Mr. Immortal with his all of his wives and like trying to help him with legal stuff. And like, that's something I could see directly in the comics. So I love that. Like being, being such a comic fan, the show is one of the best I've seen just in general um, in regards to that. Uh, I loved its ending. I think it might be, it's probably honestly the best Disney plus finale that the MCU shows have had. Cause I feel like a lot of MCU shows, my least favorite episodes tend to be the finale, honestly. Um, and I think this one, like you said, just super meta, super crazy, awesome. I loved it. Um, I loved the form that it was in where it's more episodes that are shorter episodes. It felt more like a traditional like TV mm-hmm. show. And I love yeah. that. Um, I love the world building, like all the ideas of, you know, superhumans. Well, obviously if there's the Avengers, there's going to be other superhumans that are popping up randomly. And so I love the, I love the relationships that are seen with the cameos um it's not it's probably not in my top three favorite mcu shows i don't know where it is but i overall enjoyed it so yeah nice and the next thing was well i'm gonna i'm gonna deviate a little bit because i know you're going through the marvel stuff i'm gonna take a second to talk about the next show that came out that i was interested in and i'm glad that we weren't doing weekly episodes on this because i would have had a whole ranting session but rings of power came out during she hulk's run that was a show I thought was criminally underrated. I'm going to say it. I will. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you this, Tom. <laughs> I have yet to find a single post on the internet that in any way, shape, or form mentions Lord of the Rings that does not have at least one comment under it with somebody just absolutely trashing the Rings of Power show and just saying horrible things about it. Even a video I did with my other friend this summer where we did a movie review for like, we were doing like, we reviewed like really bad, like poorly made movies. <laughs> And we did this one. Oh, and I was like, sorry. I, I was just going to mention, I saw those on your, some of the reviews on your letterbox and I was wondering yeah, why. Yeah. Why <laughs> yeah. One of the, one of them called Dragonfire was like a, it was like a fantasy movie with like a guy like protects his farm from orcs with like guns. And we titled the, the video was titled Lord of the Rings with guns. And even that there was a comment where somebody came and was like, Oh, this isn't Lord of the Rings. It's not even as bad. It's not even as good as that ring. Or it's not even Rings of Power garbage. Like, oh, or something like that. I can't remember. But it's like, yeah, that's my point. Everything, anywhere anyone talks about it, there's um, hate. Who knows? Maybe we'll get some hate on our podcast for me bringing it up. I liked <laughs> it. I think it was a slow first season, but I think it set up a lot of interesting stuff. I am fully on board and excited for season two. I might have used the Top Talks domain name to stir up some drama on Twitter by picking <laughs> fights with people, but that's all right. <laughs> anyway, that's my two cents about that show. I nice. liked it. And as someone who likes Lord of the Rings, because the thing is they claim that real Lord of the Rings fans don't like the show. But I've read all the books and I've read the Silmarillion twice. I've read all of, like the deep stuff. I'm a fan. I like the show. So everyone who's upset that there's a girl character who uses a sword. Um, goodbye. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm glad to hear you liked it because I don't have an opinion on it because I haven't seen it. Valid. Anyway, I think the next... <laughs> uh, was it Werewolf by Night? Yeah, Werewolf by Night. Or was it Andor? Which one came out first? Well, 
actually we'll let's finish the marvel stuff then we'll we can talk about the other stuff quickly i think andor is the only other thing i want to talk about besides marvel really quick okay well okay. do you yeah, werewolf by night um halloween special michael giacchino who is an amazing um composer proves that he is also an amazing director i love werewolf by night i think it might be one of my favorite projects from phase four mm-hmm. yeah I agree with you. Michael Giacchino totally proved that he can direct. There's actually a documentary on Disney Plus they released that was kind of cool, just talking about his like how he's always wanted to direct and how he did it as a growing up and as a kid. Um, I loved how simple and standalone it was. It nails exactly the style it was attempting for, um, which it could have gone very wrong, like trying to be this old. Uh, universal monsters type movie like Mm -hmm. but they did it super amazingly um and then i also think that they set up the supernatural side of the mcu just perfectly and i loved what i saw so yep loved it not much to say about it there's not a lot to dissect it was just a good show i just liked Mm -hmm. it yeah and that is one of the rare ones of phase four that i haven't seen like too much like controversy or mixed opinions on like I think no, it's pretty universally liked. Anyone who watched it, I think they just enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, I think, was Wakanda Forever. Yes. Um, I thought it was a good movie. Um, I think I still have yeah. Home as my favorite movie of Phase 4. Have you seen the recent like controversy online about everyone who's like switching up on No Way Home? Are they hating on it? Yeah, like a bunch of people are like all of a sudden claiming that like No Way Home was a bad movie and that it was just like nostalgia bait and everyone's like online is like don't act like you hated this movie like don't try to act like you weren't like screaming in your seat when like mm-hmm. andrew garfield and tom mcguire appeared on screen like yeah no that's just know, the, the switch up is just ridiculous like i am not going to pretend that that wasn't the best experience i've had in theaters in my life mm-hmm. same here like it was it was amazing and if i mean I know you don't always like when I bring this up, but like the numbers speak for themselves. No Way Home was a massive movie, which like you don't get that big of a movie if people aren't rewatching the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. And so people like that movie and they're just trying to be, I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do. Maybe they're trying to be edgy or unique yeah. or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. But that's um, also besides the point. I don't, we don't need to talk about No Way Home because we need to talk <laughs> about Black Panther. Um, yes. I enjoyed it. I thought Namor or Namor. That was something interesting I actually wanted to talk about. How come he calls himself Namor, but every other character in the movie still calls him Namor? <laughs> no, I thought I, that's that's funny. It's because, I mean, the literal reason is because, you know, his name comes from Sinamor, with like, mm-hmm. without love. And so, like, he pronounces it that way. And then the comic pronunciation, I guess, would be Namor. And so I think they wanted to do best of both worlds. And it, it's kind of funny, but it, I don't know. It works for me. That'd be like if uh, if you like introduced yourself to someone in the Marvel universe, you're like, my name is Tama. And then they were all just like, Tama is coming for us. <laughs> true. True. Like, true. That's not what he said at all. <laughs> but well, that's okay. Okay. It's, it's a minor thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did love him. I thought he was a great character. I loved Talokan. Um, mm-hmm. The entire civilization was super cool. I was kind of sad because. So I speak Portuguese and I was excited. I was like, oh, I might actually be able to understand what they're like saying. But then they were speaking like old, like Mayan. Like, yeah, they were speaking like Mayan. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. dang it. 
Yeah. I didn't understand one scene where they were um, speaking Spanish. And I was like, yes. Yeah. But I was like, oh, yeah, of course, they would not be speaking Spanish because it's an ancient culture. But yeah. um, I thought it was a good movie. I uh, it was very sad. It was very emotional. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of a weird movie. I was talking to some people about this, like, because I was trying to imagine, like, imagine being someone like 45 years from now and you're like a kid. And you're like, oh, I want to watch these old Marvel movies. And like, let's say Black Panther is your favorite hero. And you get to Civil War and you're like, oh, I want to watch all Black Panther stuff. So you binge Black Panther 1 and then you do Infinity War, Endgame, and you go straight to Black Panther 2 with no knowledge about anything. And then he dies within the first 30 seconds. It's, that, would be, that would definitely be a, a shock. Narratively, it's such a jarring thing. But it's like it's literally all they could do because they're Mm -hmm. handling like an actual tragedy, which makes it like so depressing. And like, it adds a whole level of weight to the movie, but it was just, it was so interesting because I've never seen a movie handle something like that. I mean, even star Wars, when they handled Carrie Fisher's death, there was no point in the movie where they were just randomly like Leia's dead off screen, you know, like, Mm -hmm. They used old footage. They did what they could to make it seem like she was still in the movie in some aspect. And I've never seen a movie where it's just, you know, because they made a promise they weren't going to use CGI to recreate him or anything, which I think was the right choice. I think so, too. But it was, I just remember, like, seeing in the theaters and, you know, it was just, it was something I'd never seen before. Where mm. They just handle it so, I guess, true to form, like, well, he's gone like we can't go anywhere in this movie without addressing it so yeah no i um i agree i think the thing that bugs me about the hashtag recast t'challa movement or whatever is the people that are running that movement are the people that don't know chattered bozeman personally like the people mm-hmm. the people that know, know him personally there's this marvel release a podcast that ryan coogler was a part of and he's talking about like he finished the first script and he called Chadwick and he told him he was going to, you know, send it over so he can read it and everything. And like, it was just super sad. And so this is, you know, people that actually know Chadwick Boseman made this decision based on, you know, their relationship and everything. They don't, I don't know. I think the, the movement's kind of dumb of recasting T'Challa. It's like, you guys are, you guys are so removed from this. You don't really know what would be best, but. Well, the, um, the, the thing is they're like, new generations they still need a black panther and it's like well the black panther's a mantle it's not Mm -hmm. a singular person like yeah for real i mean if you even look in the first movie like his dad was the black panther his dad died and i guess that was in civil war but like now he's the black panther exactly yeah i mean um i don't want to take too much on this but yeah because we need to yeah yeah yeah, I loved it. I think I prefer it over the first Black Panther. Um, it was it was long, so it's definitely not for the TikTok generation. But you know, that's... I can't watch it unless I have Subway Surfers playing underneath <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, so true. No, just kidding. Um, but but yeah, it was a beautiful tribute to Chadwick Boseman. I think this is the first movie in a while that I've like actually had a tear drop. Like I've I've teared up in a lot of movies. Not gonna lie, but like mm-hmm. I've actually had like a tear drop um spoilers for those of you who haven't seen it but um when his kid comes out and like 
you know, mm-hmm. starts saying like, what's your Wakandan name? And he's like, my name is Prince T'Challa, son of King T'Challa. I was just like, that tribute was so beautiful. And mm-hmm. like, that's where the tear dropped. But um, it was beautifully shot. Namor was amazing. I love his, I mean, they made him so much better than he could have been. Like he could have just been a fish guy in a green spandex. Yeah, usually, like I, 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 I like when Marvel switches things up, but usually there's always a little part of me that's kind of like, oh man, like it would have been cool to still see it true to the comics. I did not feel that about Namor at all. And Namor has been somebody I've been in, like I've, I've known and like I've liked his concept since I was a kid, like playing the first like Ultimate Alliance game. Mm-hmm. And I felt nothing like that. I was the whole, I was on board the whole time. I was like, this is such a cool move on Marvel's part. You take a character who, like, there's not a ton of interesting, like, backstory for him. And you just reshape it to something. I don't know. I, I loved everything they did with his character. I thought it was very, very smart. Whoever yeah. came up with that idea deserves all the raises. Yeah. And then when I hear stuff like um, just the small details that they did for Talokan and for Namor, like, it's so cool. Like, the the hand sim- symbol thing that they do, the whole reason they do that is because a lot of Mayan art depicts people like holding their hands like that. And when I found that out, I was just like, Oh my goodness, these guys are dedicated to like the craft, they're detail oriented. It's so beautiful. I saw a thing before the movie came out where people were like, it's a Dragon Ball Z reference. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, there's a Dragon Ball Z reference in the movie. And then I went and saw it and I was like, Oh, anyway, that's so silly. That's so silly. That, that reminds me of, um, Sorry, this is just a quick side tangent, but the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer came out. I don't know if we'll talk mm-hmm. about it later, but uh, they have these color... mention it. Yeah, the so... Among Us Space Odyssey. Yeah, so people are like, oh, it's a, an Among Us reference. No, it's it's a 2001 Space Odyssey reference. And like mm-hmm. James, Gunn, James Gunn had to come out and say like, no, it's not Among Us. It's literally this, this legendary movie, like one of the top movies of history. Like it's reference to that. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, the Guardians three trailer looks really cool though. I'm so excited for it. But it does. Anyway. And it ties in. It ties in with the next Marvel project, the last one, which is the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. What are your mm-hmm. quick thoughts? Um. I, yeah, I will keep them quick. It was just another fun one. I liked it. I thought mm-hmm. I loved everything they did with it. Um, the soundtrack was good. It's definitely not my kind of Christmas music. So I was just like, I was okay with it. But I thought it did a really good job of capturing Christmas spirit. And I thought it was just a really fun idea. And it was really nice to see all the Guardians again after so long. Mm-hmm. And with James Gunn directing them, I saw some people say online, and I kind of agree with this. This is like the first time the Guardians have felt like the Guardians since like Falling 2. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense because it's the first like thing that's actually focused on them since Volume 2, which mm-hmm. I like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I loved it uh it nailed the vibe it was going for i actually i did like the music in it but that's also because that's the type of <laughs> the type of christmas music i like <laughs> um i thought it was super funny it it reminded me of she hulk and also the the scene in age of ultron where they're trying to lift mjolnir where it's like you know it's, sometimes i just want to see like superheroes living life like hanging out together i don't need to see them always fighting a big bad like mm-hmm. and that's what i loved yeah. about this it was just kind of chill it did some good world building which uh are we should we get into spoilers yeah go for it yeah so i mean the mantis cool sibling relationship was confirmed that they're siblings 
Mm-hmm. Um, Did you see that they released a Marvel Legends special like a week before it came out where they spoiled it? Oh, no, I didn't see that. That's funny. Yeah, because, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, um, no, that's really cool. And I yeah, thought and that was the, a very touching moment. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the Nowhere purchase, like the fact that the Guardians bought Nowhere, that the Collector's alive, that they reintroduced mm-hmm. Cosmo, like it's a pretty big world building stuff for this just holiday special. So I thought that was sick. Yeah. I liked it. It was good. Really quick. Trying so hard to keep this <laughs> concise. I, I want to move on to our holiday program. I know if anyone clicked on this for like, oh, I want some holiday cheer, and it's like what, thirty-five minutes into it, and they're like, <laughs> hmm. So far, no holiday. Real quick, I just want to say, Andor is the best Star Wars thing that has come out since Disney bought Star Wars. I will stand by that. I loved every second of it. It mm-hmm. was beautiful. It tackled some like very intense themes and topics the acting performances were absurd i i I just loved everything in it um yeah i remember there was a really strong stance i had forever ago where i basically you know i would say to like friends in confidence i'd be like for me like i'm not interested in seeing like star wars movies that aren't surrounding like the jedi because that's the only reason i'm really interested in star wars is like lightsabers and the force and if you take that away i feel like it's just any other sci-fi universe and or could not have proved me more wrong um there's no jedi there's no force there's no cameos there's nothing it was incredible i loved every second of it and i am very very upset that they decided because i heard that they were going to do five seasons at one point and they're now just doing two and i never thought that news would make me sad Mm-hmm. but it does like i i need more of this series i loved it i don't know if you have anything quick you want to say about it yeah no quickly it's it's in contention with the mandalorian for me of my favorite star wars series they're very different one's mm-hmm. more yeah one's more like a typical star wars which is kind of like oh happy mandalorian you know cool bounty hunting stuff but this one was like more of a regular drama that just happens to be star wars and so that's why it's like it's potentially my favorite it probably is my favorite but yeah, I think Disney's honestly best with their original content. Um, I think I mentioned, mm-hmm. the, I think I texted you about this, but like we did talk about this. Yeah, yeah, Andor, Rogue One. Um, what's the what's the other? The Mandalorian. I think those are the three best things that Disney's done for the Star mm-hmm. Wars universe. And then, you know, when it's other characters that are pre-existing, I don't know if they are quite as. <laughs> amazing which is why i'm really excited for the acolyte because that's Mm -hmm. a story surrounding the jedi but it's set way before so it's not going to be like forced cameo yoda might be in it he'd be the only character who could pop in and then like i'm fine with that he's a jedi it's a show about Mm -hmm. jedi you know yeah so i'm excited for that the other show i wanted to mention quickly is and i don't know what your thoughts are on this but uh Annalise and i were watching willow and i actually love oh yeah i didn't think you've seen willow i don't know what are you watching it Okay, sweet. What are your What do you think? You like fantasy? I don't. I don't know if you hated yeah, Willow. Yeah. Are Are you caught up on it? Did you see the episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it this morning, and I don't have like blinds in my house. I just have like the little like. Oh, there's um, some dark scenes. Yeah, the whole last act was so dark I could barely uh-huh. see what was happening, and I was like, <sighs> um, I, I'm I'm kind of torn on it. I really like it, but there's also some things that really bug me. Um, the main like female character the princess. i don't like the way what the princess yeah the princess yeah um, i think her name's is, is it kit kit yeah i think it's kit i don't have a problem with her character i just i hate the way she talks 
Really? Every... I, I hate her character. Like this Okay. Is... Okay, I'll I'll dig in on her character a little more than I didn't know what you really <laughs> was. But I will say this, like the show feels inconsistent between the acting performances. Some of the characters feel like they the actors understand they're on a fantasy show. Um what's his name? Uh Tony Rev Revol what's his last name? Revolori. Rivalori. Um, he feels like he understands he's on a fantasy show. He's giving a fantasy performance. Mm -hmm. A lot of the other actors, they're speaking like they're in a fantasy show. She's acting like she's in an episode of Riverdale. Every one of her lines is just mm -hmm. so teenager on her phone, like, Ugh, whatever. This is so annoying. And it's like, why are you talking like that? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it just bugs me because, like, everything feels fantasy. And then you get to her character and it's like, I don't know if the story was that she was from the present time and got zapped back to fantasy and she had to like learn how to deal with it. I'd be fine with her character, but no, she lives in the fantasy world. She should act like it. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't really have that, that beef with it, but I do. I don't like her character. And I think the writers probably intentionally wrote her that way, but it might be a little bit like too far where I'm like, uh, there's no redemption for her in my mind. She's just annoying and a brat. Like, I don't yeah, like her. she's. I don't know. I I care about all the other characters so much. I I honestly really like Tony uh, Rivoli's mm -hmm. character. Yeah, I love his character. My favorite. Yeah, honestly, he's just he's a wholesome character. So I feel like he is magical. There's got to be some twist there where he's a sorcerer because he knows way too much. Yeah, for real. But yeah, okay, yeah, no, I didn't know you'd you'd watched Willow. I like Willow. Yeah. I'm okay, I'm that's good. It. That's good because I was because like the original Willow movie, it's like. <laughs> definitely just kind of a knockoff of lord of the rings you know but mm -hmm. it was just lucasfilm's attempt to get into the fantasy universe mm -hmm. but you know while willow walked so that the lord of the rings movies could run because <laughs> <laughs> in some ways yeah because <laughs> there's definitely there's definitely a difference in quality and i feel like willow like there's there's like a cult classic uh mm -hmm. vibe of willow where it's like people like that movie and it's it's crazy to me, but I like it. Yeah. And the yeah, show's good. No, I'm enjoying it and I'm going to continue to watch it. So me too. Okay. Oh boy. Um, okay. We'll do a speed run of what's next. I'll just, I'll just go for it. Um, Avatar is getting a lot of praise. That's coming out soon. It looks interesting. I'm excited for that. Ant-Man looks super totally different and intense compared to the other Ant-Man movies. I'm excited for that. Secret Invasion also looks intense. I'm super excited for that. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three looks it looks amazing. It looks intense. Um, it also looks intense. They they all they all look intense. Like I feel like everybody's gonna die, but um, all of these projects. And then the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I'm not quite a fan of the title yet, but I hate the title. I don't know. It's such a dump. <laughs> I'm like I'm hoping it'll grow on me because I'm like it is a very Indiana Jones title. This and the something of that, you know, but. It's it it needs time to grow on me, but it looks. Yeah. I like the trailer. Um, It'll depend on what the Dial of Destiny is. If it makes a lot of sense why they chose that title, then I'll be fine. But mm -hmm. yeah, I heard somebody say it this way: like the best Indiana Jones, like what do you call it, relics or artifacts or mm -hmm. whatever, are the ones that are like faith based instead of sci fi based. So like, I mean, the fourth movie is probably the best example of this, where it's like yeah kingdom of the crystal skulls like this oh it's a alien skull and, they, and everything yeah and but, they even talk about that in the trailer he's like it doesn't matter what you believe it just matters how strong you believe in it so they're already mm -hmm. going into the faith anyway 
Yeah. So like, I mean, the Lost Ark or the Ark of the Covenant and the Holy Grail and uh, the Temple Stone things or whatever. Like those are those are amazing relics. Anyway, so it looks amazing. I'm excited for that. And then Spider Verse. Uh, what is it? Across the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. Two. Yeah, Across the Spider Verse. That looks. Have they? Is there a trailer? If I just it's coming like... out on the 13th. Speaking okay. of Spider Verse, really quick. A movie that used the Spider-Verse animation style just barely came out. Um, the Puss in Boots movie. I don't know if you've heard anything <laughs> about it. Um, I haven't. I saw a critic's review that said it's DreamWorks' answer to Logan. <laughs> that's, and that's it's got like a it's got like a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes in both audience and critics. So like apparently it's really good, but yeah. That's all I have to say. It uses the Spider-Verse animation, so. Well, maybe maybe one day I'll watch it. We'll see. Okay. Anyway, um, there's a that's, lot more to talk about, but I don't. I think we got to cut it there at, at our pop culture, and we got to get into the Christmas. Yeah, we got to invite the holiday spirit. So we got to take a second to sit back, relax. You can pull out a cup of hot cocoa. I know my wife hates when I say hot cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it too. Do you? I'm a hot chocolate. Like that's the only way you can say it, fan. What's up with all these hot chocolate? supporters out there i thought it was hot cocoa <laughs> yeah i don't know okay wait how do you how what, what, what do you how do you pronounce um here look look in the look in the google doc i'm gonna type it out at the bottom how do you pronounce this word <laughs> coupon you pronounce it the same way i do coupon. oh good who doesn't apparently it's coupon what the wait Coupon. I, do I pronounce it coupon? <laughs> coupon. I think I pronounce it coupon. Oh no! Wait, never mind. Okay, let's just. <laughs> My Christmas present to use. I won't roast you for saying whatever. Cute. What did you say? Coupon. Okay. Where coupon. did they say coupon? Where did they say coupon then? Uh, probably like Ohio. No way. <laughs> I don't know. They gotta say it in Washington or something, because my mom taught me how to say that. I'm guessing, and she's from Washington, so maybe that's true. Like I, because I mean, I grew up in Washington too, but my parents grew up in like California, so like I've I've said this a couple times. I don't. A lot of people say, "Oh, it depends on where you grow up." It also depends on where your parents grew up, because like, yeah, I spent a lot of time in Utah. I don't relate to a lot of Utah culture, even though I grew up here, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's because my family was never a Utah family, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, that's, that's a good point. Um, it's time for a holiday special. Let's, uh, let's gather around the fireplace, put on your best Christmas sweater, and we're going to have a round of holiday-themed truth or truth. Yes. This is going okay. to be this is gonna be great. Do you want to go first or should I go first? Uh, you can go first if you have one. Okay, this is one that I haven't thought through entirely, so I'm hoping it's a hard one, but would you rather cause Christmas trees to fall over whenever you go near them or slip at least once every time you go outside in the snow slash ice? Hmm. So think about this. Christmas Do the Christmas trees, trees make a sound when they fall? <laughs> yes, because you're around to hear it. Okay, okay. <laughs> um. Christmas trees is only trees that are specifically Christmas. So it's not just pine trees in general. So you got that. That's a benefit. And it's only people start setting up in, I don't know, November, November to December. And people, I forget to take them down or 
January. So you have like three months compared to the snow and ice can go a little bit longer. It can go to like February or March. So there's mm -hmm. benefits. You can avoid going outside. Like if your car, if you have a garage and you park in the garage, you can drive directly to somewhere that has a parking garage or something. I don't know, but. I think I would do the slip one because I slip enough as it is. And trees falling, that could cause property damage. That's true. That's a good answer. Okay. My question for you is, would you rather have to share the existence of Frosty the Snowman, where you can only come to life when a magical hat is put on your head? Or um, you serve an existence as like, I don't know if you ever saw that like Rise of the Guardians movie that came out forever ago. But you're like oh. one of those like magical, like off-brand holiday um, personas, and you only exist to people who believe in you. Oh man! So, as Frost, as as the as the Christmas being, you're conscious, you're cognitive at all times, but the only people who can see you are the ones who believe in you. And you're not like Santa, where like a lot of kids believe in you. You're like some obscure holiday entity. But as Frosty. You're only alive if the hat's on your head. So, like, if it falls off, like a gust of wind blows it off, you cease to be a cognitive <laughs> entity. Hmm. I'll probably, um, that is a hard one. I'll probably go with Frosty because if I'm ever, Frosty. if I'm ever like fed up with the world, I can just take my hat off. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's such a depressing answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather, I'd also Basically rather like saying I want to be frosty so I could kill myself <laughs> for a little bit if I want to. I'd also rather like be alive to everyone or dead to everyone rather than like just partial in between. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's pretty, yeah. that's pretty hardcore. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not saying I'd, I'd choose any differently, like, but. Man, your reasoning is it's depressing. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. That was, a, um, that was a very merry round of truth or truth. That it was. All right. Let's get into our program. Um, we've got a lot of fun things to talk about. We're just going to kind of just, we're just going to talk about the holidays. I mean, we've got a couple points here of stuff to talk about but we're just going to kind of keep it holly keep it jolly we're just going to talk about christmas movies we like some christmas music um some some suggestions to get in the holiday spirit and we'll talk about some traditions that are personal to us and i don't know just try to spread a little bit of christmas cheer i don't know um you want to start off with something or yeah well, I've, I'll, I want to start off with a question. There are certain movies that are set during Christmas. Do you consider those Christmas movies like Die Hard, Iron Man 3? Three, three. Like, are those Christmas movies or they, those just happen to be at Christmas movies? I would say this for Christmas movies. I don't think the most important factor of a Christmas movie is the time of the year the movie is set. I think it's the vibes and the memories associated with the movies. Hot take here. Lord of the Rings trilogy. I guess it's not really a hot take because I've seen a lot of people online say this. 
the Lord of the Rings trilogy is a Christmas experience. What the, I've never heard that. It's uh, there's a couple things surrounding it. Um, they are kind of like cozy movies. They do make you feel at home. They make you feel like feelings of fellowship and community. But also, a lot of people just naturally associate the movies with Christmas time because that was the time of year the movies came out in theaters every year. The Hobbit movies too. It was always like December 16th or something was when the Lord of the Rings movies came out. So a lot of people who grew up watching them in theaters, they associate Christmas time with the joy they experienced in seeing those movies for the first time. And for me, it extends even further because Christmas break is usually the time during the year when I have enough free time to sit down and do a Lord of the Rings marathon. Interesting. Interesting take. Um, I guess my next question would be, does that make it a Christmas movie or just a movie that's healthy to watch during Christmas? Because like it would make like, it a movie that's healthy to watch during Christmas. Okay, I yeah, would yeah. never classify it as a okay. Christmas movie. I I like that that answer because I've heard the same take for the Harry Potter movies. I mean, obviously there are like specific mm-hmm. Christmas. I think the third one is it. the best one for Christmas. Yeah, it's like the same idea. And Star Wars, I think, goes like similarly with that. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you can have a lot of but if you're watching it in the summertime, people aren't like why are you watching Elf on June 2nd, you know? Like, exactly, yeah. So so I would even make that argument against Die Hard because I don't think that Die Hard is a movie that if you watch out of Christmas time, people are like, why are you watching that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and I mean, the same thing with Iron Man 3. Like, it came out in May, but it's still mm-hmm. like, you can watch it whenever. But yeah. Um, as far as pure Christmas movies go, though, I would say my favorites that I can think of our elf that's a classic it's kind of i feel like i've kind mm-hmm. of seen it a lot where it's kind of like i have to be in the right mood to watch it again because it's definitely been overdone yeah it's it's one of those movies i can only probably watch maybe once a year yeah but and, luckily, and the Christmas yeah, movies. <laughs> yeah true that's perfect and with the right crowd because some people are too into it and i don't like that maybe i'm a, it's maybe the, i'm the it's, Grinch. it's the little it's the little seat well yeah it I think it, it does affect it if people are too into it, mm-hmm. but it's also the little Caesar's mentality. Have you heard of this theory? No, let me hear it. Little Caesar's only tastes good. If there isn't somebody complaining about it next to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true, actually. Yeah. Oh. It's like you can, you can enjoy a little Caesar's pizza, but if someone's next to you saying, Oh, this is gross, then it's ruined. <laughs> That's so true. What the heck? I've never thought about that. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I was going to say for Christmas movies before you continue on your list, because this might be on there. Um, I think equal to like the classic claymation, Rudolph the his Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, Here Comes Santa Claus, all of those like classics. I would hold to that level, if not above in terms of Christmas enjoyment, the Phineas and Ferb Christmas special. Oh, I didn't even think about that one, but that's facts. That is one of my favorite Christmas things of all time. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's so good. You may continue. <laughs> um, I'm glad you said that because that one, that's a good answer. Um, I mean, now, obviously, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special is in my rotation. Um, mm-hmm. And then, actually, Annalise's family loves this movie. And I had never, like, really watched it growing up. But, like, watching it with them two years in a row now, like, uh, I enjoy it. It's the Santa Claus the Santa Claus is a weird movie. It is, but I like it. <laughs> they just uh, they made a series on Disney Plus just about 
just now. Yeah, I haven't seen the series, but I heard that the series retconned the biggest um, plot hole in the whole movie. Really? Yeah. Apparently, Santa doesn't die when he falls off the roof. Oh. He fell off the roof on purpose. Oh. I don't want to watch this series anymore. It's gonna change everything. Yeah, I only saw some things about that, but I was like, oh, what the? That's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, no, I like the Santa Claus. I think that the movie is weird. Uh-huh. There's a lot of really weird parts of it, but it is one of those just like nostalgic, classic kind of Christmas feel movies. Yeah. And then um, I have two more. One of them is Charlie Brown or the, the Charlie Brown Christmas special. I love that. Mm-hmm. Such a classic. Um, that's definitely one I grew up on probably the most. That and like the Rudolph and Frosty, like grew up on those. Yeah. The most and then um this one is this one came in my rotation i think it came out like two or three years ago i think three years ago but it's called the christ child oh yeah it's by the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints but i just love like it's super well made and it's like it is a, it is a very high production quality mm-hmm, which is yeah so i love that and yeah that's my list of christmas movies must watch Nice. Here's a hot take. I I know this is a controversial opinion. Um, do be aware. Actually, I don't. My my wife doesn't always listen to the <laughs> podcast, but this is something she's very passionate about. Nightmare Before Christmas. Is it a Christmas movie or not? I haven't thought too deeply about this. We almost watched it last week, like after Thanksgiving, or was that last week or two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, mm-hmm. after Thanksgiving, um, we almost watched that one with Annalise's family, but then Annalise's dad said that it wasn't, and I was like, "Oh, that's an interesting take." Katie, she has a tradition of watching it every year on Christmas Eve, and I, I don't know. I see I, it more as a Halloween movie, but like, I also can't really debate against it being christmas i guess the source material is christmas that's the biggest argument is that the plot of the movie takes place around christmas Mm -hmm. it's just about halloween hijacking christmas so it's like one of those like really i don't know my biggest argument about it is that the vibe for me Mm -hmm. it's it's like the same thing as die hard you know die hard might be set during christmas but the vibe is not a christmas movie it's an action movie Mm -hmm. nightmare before christmas might be set during christmas but the vibe is like spooky. It's unsettling. It's Tim Burton. Even Santa Claus looks really weird. <laughs> it's true. I can, I, I don't think I have a strong stance on this, but I think I more align with your opinion. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with anyone who wants to watch it during Christmas, but I do have a problem. when like, people are like, Oh, um, let's do a nightmare before Christmas themed christmas tree and it's like mm -mm. nope Mm -hmm. that's not for me but yeah um what about holiday music um we kind of talked about i feel like i know already some of the music you're gonna say because there's a (laughs) (laughs) i'm excited for you to guess one because it's kind of fallen out i've i've fallen out of love with it oh i know i i feel like i know it. it's not the it's not the Migos Christmas album, is it? No, do they have a Christmas album? 
Maybe they don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember who it is. Who am I um, thinking of here, Tama? You're thinking of Chance the Rapper and Jeremiah? Oh, yes. That's why I don't, I don't know why I went Mikos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the album is that no longer on the is that no longer on the list well i still i still like it like a lot of the songs are on the list or would be on the list the main song that i used to hype up the most was shot on christmas (laughs) and it was so hype like in um in high school that was that was my favorite but now it's kind of like yeah it's not super special Mm -hmm. my favorite christmas song is um the sprite cranberry song Oh man, that <laughs> that was too good. My actual answer is "Christmas in Harlem" by Kanye West. I know that's a cancelable name right now, but his music is not his comments. A... But he made graduation. <laughs> I think something people need to do is separate the art from the artists because his music says nothing about the stuff he's talking about in recent news. Oh, what a crazy, crazy time. <laughs> but yeah, Christmas in Harlem by Kanye West. And then other ones that are close are Hashtag One Happy Holiday by Dram, Stranger at the Table, and Big Kid Again by Chance the Rapper and Jeremiah. That's my list. Nice. What about you? Um, For holiday songs, I I go a little different. I mean... I'm I'm more of a traditional guy. Um, my 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 taste is gonna be pretty boring. Um, I do like "Oh Christmas Tree" in the original German, uh, "Oh Tannenbaum." Well, that one slaps actually. Yeah, I I also like. See, you you'll you'll do the more you do the modern Christmas. You'll cover that. I'll do some more traditional. Um, the Nutcracker, just the entire like. Um, the entire ballet. Yes, by Tchaikovsky. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's some good stuff. Yeah, that's that's a classic. Um, this is kind of delving in a little to our uh, tradition segment, but um, the most wonderful time of the year. Um, that song has a very special place in my heart. I'll I'll dive a little bit more into that later when we talk about traditions. There is mm-hmm. a reason for it. Um, let me. Let me see. Um, one Christmas song I don't like is I Saw Three Ships. Um, <laughs> you know that one? Yeah, I was actually going to list a few that are like controversial Christmas songs. Um, yeah, I, Baby, it's cold outside. What are your thoughts? Um, Overdone and low-key a little date rapey. Yeah, it's true. Um, and I think there's one like episode of The Muppet Show. <laughs> <laughs> that Miss Piggy sings it like as the girl part with some I forget the celebrity, but uh, that that image is just always stuck in my head. So I'm always like, this is Miss Piggy singing, which yeah. isn't which isn't a bad thing, but yeah, I don't really like the song. Okay, yeah, if I want to go even more controversial, and this is Katie's favorite Christmas song, so I feel bad bashing on it, but Santa Baby, least oh, favorite. Yeah. That one's kind of whack. I uh, I don't think that Christmas should be sexualized. <laughs> it's true. Um, I had another one. What was it? Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas for You" does not hold any significance for me. Me neither. That one is just overplayed, and I 
can't remember the last time I listened to the whole song because I can't get through it. Yeah. Um, I like the first Noel a lot. Yeah. I like there's okay. There's a lot of artists that have like covered classic songs and I love the covers like Jack Johnson. Does, he's done some covers of Chris, like classic Christmas songs that I really like. Um, I think I'm definitely more of a cover, like modern artist cover of classic songs than just listening. Do to you me. do you like artists like Nat King Cole or? I like I like I like them and I respect them. I just it's hard for me to just listen to a bunch of classic Christmas music. Just like, I, I do um, prefer Nat King Cole over Andy Williams, but I I like them both. Yeah. Oh, there's um what is it? Uh, why am I blanking on his name? He's in the Beatles. Paul McCartney. What's his song? Oh, uh, Wonderful Christmas Time. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that one? Um, I, I think that song's hilarious because I saw this thing that said, if you break down the lyrics, it sounds like they're like doing some like demonic incantation. <laughs> and then right before the chorus, someone stumbles into like the witch circle and they just like try to play it off. Like, oh, simply having. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. It's like the moon is high. The feeling's right. <laughs> That's too good. What the heck? Um, what about my last one that I have a question about your opinion is, I think it's by Wham. Um, last Christmas. Oh, no. I That one strangely is nostalgic for me. Like, I don't remember listening to it, but it just has a nostalgic vibe. So I like it. I, but it's okay. Think... If you, it's okay if you don't like it. I don't like a lot of modern Christmas original songs, but I agree with you. I like a decent amount of modern artists covering classic mm-hmm. Christmas songs. Yeah. Actually, sorry. One last one. Uh, James Gunn. <laughs> oh, that, that one is so funny, actually. I love that. Um, I probably wouldn't listen to it that often, but the Santa is a furry freak one. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, my, my last one is uh, Justin Bieber, uh, Under the Mistletoe. Oh, I'm not I'm not gonna pretend like I'm a Justin Bieber fan. I don't I don't really care for it. I'm not really a believer, is what they're called. It's um, not bad. As far as like celebrity artists who make Christmas albums, his is on the better side, but it's mm-hmm. still I don't think I would add it to my playlist. Well, I'm not a believer, but like <laughs> I I honestly do like that song. It's catchy. But that's it. That's it for me from about Christmas songs. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what about you? Have any tips and tricks for the holiday season? Yeah. So Anything getting in, we could do to get in the spirit. Yeah. So getting in the spirit, I think, is at our, at least in my opinion, at our certain, at our specific time of life that we're in right now, it's pretty hard to get into the Christmas spirit because being college students, like right before Christmas you have finals and like leading up to it, you have like normal class and everything. And so it's, it's been hard. This year, for me. This year was hard. I'm not going to lie. I'm usually a very, and I guess this is something we could have covered, but we'll probably just gloss over it. I'm usually very hard stickler for like no Christmas until after Thanksgiving this year. I just threw it out the window. I said, I don't care. I'm going to decorate. I'm going to listen to Christmas music early. I need some, some holiday cheer in my life. <laughs> yeah actually we'll, we'll we can talk more about the christmas thanksgiving thing um but first yeah it's like i feel like i'm still not really in the christmas 
spirit yet, even though I've listened to Christmas music a ton, I've watched um, a handful of Christmas movies. Like it's the, hard to with with college and everything. Yeah, so it's it's definitely an obstacle. Um, one thing that I would say is I'm definitely on the side of Christmas comes after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I usually am very adamant about that. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened I, to me this year, man. Yeah, my thoughts on it, and I'm not. I'm not calling you out because you did this this year. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's different for you, but for me, it's like it's if you have two months worth of Christmas, it gets kind of I get kind of it gets overdone. Like especially mm-hmm. the Christmas the Christmas music that you've heard for your entire life. It's like oh, now I've listened to that that same music like for two months. Um, I don't know. I feel like you got to have that quality over quantity. So you got to have that shorter amount of time with more Christmas intensity than. Oh, than for sure. For sure. Yeah, no. And I, I usually make such a strong argument for it. Like in Thanksgiving, I'm always like, why can't we just give Thanksgiving a second to be appreciated and be enjoyed? Like, why do we have to just gloss over it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know what happened to me this year. I'm usually so adamant about it, but I'm also, I've been living like all the way up here in the cold <laughs> reaches of Logan, Utah, where <laughs> it's all isolated and dark. And I think what really killed me is one of my new jobs. I wake up in the morning and it's dark out. I go to work and then I get home at, by like 530, close to six and it's dark again. <laughs> and I was just like, man, I need to come home to a house that has some Christmas lights on in it because it's just I can't. I can't spend my whole life in darkness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely, um, that's actually probably my biggest thing besides like movies and Christmas songs and whatever. The biggest thing to get in the spirit is probably the decorations, especially like the Christmas lights. Um, have you driven around and looked at Christmas lights yet this year? No, I haven't, but like I did that the other week and it was really fun. Just, uh, looking at like a campus here at BYU, like, there's some trees that are like all Christmas stuff and it's just, it's a, it's a vibe for sure. There's also mm-hmm. Christmas lights in my room right now. And I've got a little Christmas tree, like a mini one lit up next to me. That's how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's a great suggestion for getting in the Christmas spirits is I feel like Christmas lights, they've got, they got some kind of power. They do. Like, you just gotta you gotta go on a little drive, or if gas is too expensive, you go on a little walk. Too cold, <laughs> but yeah, and then just go home, watch a Christmas movie, pour yourself a nice cup of hot cocoa, hot chocolate, hot cocoa, um, hot chocolate for those of you listening at home, hot chocolate for those of you who are listening at home who say <laughs> hot chocolate instead. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, wool socks, wool socks for me. That's a good, that's a good holiday thing. You gotta wear some, you gotta wear some comfy socks. You gotta Christmas sweaters. I got one, I think, two years ago. It was a, it's a Star Wars Christmas sweater. I love that thing. It's, it's so fun. I, I asked for a Lord of the Rings one last year, but I think the request fell on deaf ears. <laughs> oh no. That's too bad. Yeah. I think one of my favorite Christmas traditions, well, I guess we can talk about our, our Christmas traditions. Yeah. 
Um, I think one of my favorites is getting a candy cane, getting candy canes just in general and just throwing them away because I don't like them. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm so I'm so confused right there. I that did not go where I was expecting it to go. Nine out of ten candy canes I don't eat. Like either sometimes like okay, not, wait, so, not so super you, often. Sorry, what were you saying? So you like eating one and then just throwing the rest away? No, 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 no. Like I feel like most of the time, either candy canes, I get them and they just end up in a drawer, or they end up gifted to somebody else, or they end up in the trash, or they like very rarely they'll end up on like a tree, I guess. Usually not, but I mean you're right. I, I never buy candy canes. They're like, fun, but yeah, I'll use them. Sugar. I'll use them to stir like my hot chocolate. Hot chocolate as it's Ooh, called. They are really nice to stir hot cocoa with. Hot chocolate, yeah. And yeah, um hot cocoa. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, no, I don't really like them. But as far as actual Christmas traditions go, um I feel like my family did a lot of kind of classic ones growing up we'd get pajamas on christmas eve mm-hmm. same uh, that, one. that one's that one's so good and then i like, get double pajamas now because i got two families <laughs> now that's that's lucky yeah i know i've got way too many pajamas <laughs> <laughs> but yeah my my siblings and i we'd always do like a fashion show we'd we'd rush and try to be the first one dressed like in our new in our new pajamas oh that's so fun um then we do the fashion show and then like we'd wear it like half of the day like of Christmas Day, I feel like like it would I used Christmas. to I used to have a like a a very strong motto on Christmas growing up, where it was if you had to shower or change out of your pajamas, the day was ruined. Then I got older and I changed my opinion a little on it because <laughs> if I don't if I don't shower, I feel gross. So yeah, but definitely like growing up, I used to. I hated having to change out of pajamas because Christmas was just a day to just sit at home and do nothing. Yeah, definitely. It's just a cozy time. You have the fire mm-hmm. going and it's just good times. I mean, yeah. I probably I probably won't have the fire going this year because I'll be in Florida, but it's still a, it's a different I mean, vibe. It's a different I, vibe not having snow or cold for Christmas. Yeah, I've I've experienced that. I, I was down in Brazil for Christmas one year. Oh, yeah. That. That was it was interesting. I'll yeah. just leave it at that. I could go into it more, but I'll just I'll end it there because we want to keep it happy <laughs> and jolly. Um yeah, my 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 mom, she started doing this thing on Christmas. I love it. I'm probably gonna do it with my kids too, where you get pajamas, but she also you also get a book. And I thought, I was like, oh, that's a really cool idea. You get your kids like a little book and then they can read. That's pretty happy. I think um, Annalise's parents do that for her and her siblings. Like, yeah. Yeah, because I think she has like a whole collection of when she moves out, like officially moves out. Like, I guess she's not been living at home for the past like four years now. But oh, yeah. when she's like moved out, moved out, as in married, um, she'll get all her books. And it's kind of hype. Nice. So I like that um, one. Switching uh, gears a little bit, or sorry, you're gonna say something? No, please go. I'm I'm gonna talk about my favorite Christmas traditions in a second, but I was gonna say Christmas is a time with a lot of really good treats and snacks and stuff. Of like Christmas like 
delicacies. I'm going to throw one out there that I know is going to piss you off. Um, <laughs> not fruitcake. No, 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 no. Off I don't like fruitcake. Not My mom pudding. makes these little mini pecan tarts. Oh, no. <laughs> They're like a mini pecan pie. <laughs> My old enemy pecan pie. Oh, it's so good. They're They're literally the best. I mean, they they sound good, and I can I can understand your your biggest gripe with pecan pie is that your family gets one for Thanksgiving, and then it just gets uneaten. Pecan <laughs> tarts, they're like little, they're like that you could fit three in the palm of your hand. Okay, I would try I would try pecan tarts. I wouldn't try. I I haven't gotten a pe- slice of pecan pie since. Come on, I remember. I guess you're gonna be in Florida. I was gonna say, stop by, stop by my parents' house over the holidays, and I'll, I'll give you some pecan tarts. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe I'll come back from Florida really quick. Yeah, just just for a day. Wait, when are you going to Florida? Well, so my plan is probably the end of next week. I'm going to San Jose, California, which is where Annalise's family is living right now. So mm-hmm. I'll be with them, and then I'll go to florida after like right right before christmas probably two or three days before christmas dang it because guess what i'm going to florida next friday <laughs> what the yeah <laughs> well we can talk about that later but <laughs> definitely yeah it's unrelated but um um yeah christmas. Well, yeah christmas food well one thing this is kind of ties into traditions is and this isn't necessarily like a general christmas thing i feel like but my family, my dad and my siblings and I would always make the food for Christmas Eve dinner. And that would always be like surf and turf. So it would always be like lobster and shrimp and, and steak. My, mm-hmm. my mom always does um, seafood for Christmas Eve dinner. So I guess we can, we can relate over that. And it's now officially a Christmas food. Yeah, we, we call it Feast of the Seven Fishes. <laughs> That's hype. Yeah, no, it's it's freaking awesome. I love it. But yeah, I think I, fish is a, fish is a good Christmas food. It is. Um, I don't feel like I am too attached to other Christmas foods. I guess like every Christmas morning, we usually make like cinnamon rolls. I love cinnamon rolls. I'm not a big sugar cookie fan. I don't know if that's a hot take. I'm just not. Yeah, I don't think I'd like go out of my way to get a sugar cookie. But if it was given to me, I'd be like, oh yeah, sure. I I'd, I'd eat a lot of things if they were given to me, but I wouldn't yeah. pick a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you have any other food or treats? I'm kind of running low on this. I like oh. mint mint brownies, or like I think they're called like Manimo bars or something like that. Interesting. Oh, actually, one thing that I don't like—I don't want to be the negative Nelly here—but I do not like orange chocolate. Like, it just tastes weird to me. Really. You don't like the little like or- chocolate oranges you get? Not really. I I like the idea of them because they're kind of cool. It's like, oh look, an orange slice. I did not like them at all growing up, but I've I've kind of gone through a transformative change in my life, and I'm I'm starting to like them more now. Like, I don't know. I think they're they're not too they're not half bad. I might have to try it again this Christmas if I have the opportunity and I might Mm -hmm. change my opinion. Because I think I went through that where like I didn't have one for like a long time and then I was like, I'll try it again. And I was like, huh, I'm surprised. Well, I guess we we grow older and we grow wiser. True. Um, I guess if I was going to share 
a Christmas tradition for my family. I know I mentioned, I, I kind of hinted at it a little while back, so I feel like I do need to mention it. But um, most wonderful time of the year I mentioned is being tied to tradition. So the way my parents handled Christmas morning is they would have us like all like downstairs or upstairs or you know, I guess depending on the house, wherever most of us were. And we would all gather and they would play the song, the most wonderful time of the year. And when you heard it, that was the cue to like run up the stairs and you could go see what presents you got. And so that that's something that that's why that song does hold a special place in my heart. And it's got such a like a, a fast paced like beginning. Like it starts off with like these uh I think it's like the trumpets just go like dun 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 dun. I don't know. And every time I hear it, like my heart kind of like races, like, oh it's time that's, to hype. that's hype. I like it. That's a good one. I my family, we did something similar. We didn't we didn't use that song, but we would um we'd always be like we usually have a slumber party. Everyone, all the kids would sleep in one room, and then mm-hmm. that was like out of the way of the Christmas tree and everything, so we didn't have spoilers. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, then we'd wait till our parents woke up, and it usually took longer than usual because they were like, "Oh, it's our day to sleep in." Yeah, what did, um, did you, what time did you guys do Christmas? Like, was your family like a? I think my family was like a seven a.m. kind of family. What was yours? We were. 9 a.m. if we were lucky but wow i mean i think part of it too is my parents were like oh we'll just get we'll get everything ready in the morning but um you guys guys just were some patient kids then (laughs) oh it was the worst i was dying every morning i would die uh some it would usually end up being like 10 a.m but oh my gosh (laughs) i'd be be done by then (laughs) yeah so we'd wait on the stairs like we take pictures and whatever and then we'd go like age order like my youngest brother, Tui, you know him. He'd I know go him. Up. Of Tui course. Too. Yeah, exactly. Tui, then Taina, then me, then Taz, then Tainui. Like, we'd go up in order. And we'd just do stockings in the morning. And then it'd be a long break of, like, playing with stuff we got with stockings, hanging out, just doing stuff together, eating breakfast and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it wouldn't be till like, the afternoon that we'd actually open presents. And so, wow. like... It was nice because it made Christmas like a lot longer for us because like mm-hmm. we get our stocking presents and we get our wrapped presents. And so I like it and I'm definitely going to keep doing that. But I love Christmas. Were your were your Santa gifts ever wrapped? No, I don't think they ever were. Yeah, mine weren't either. I thought that was kind of just the the standard. But Katie told me that her Santa gifts, they they were always wrapped for her. Oh, I was like, oh, that sounds like extra work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't heard too much of people like having those wrapped, but I guess to each their own. Yeah, I mean, that's about it. I think you were you going to add something earlier? I think I might have cut you off. No, I think I was just going to go further with the traditions, like. I mean, we do a lot of typical stuff, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have much more to say. That's about it for me with traditions. Yeah. Christmas is a good time of the year. You know, it's it's a very, I don't know. I, I feel like I've, I've heard some people who've been coming out of the woodwork lately online as like Christmas haters. And I just don't get it because like, you know, 
some people are like, oh, it's it's a Christian holiday. It's like, well, I feel like it's kind of transcended beyond that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I I grew up in a religious family, and I don't feel like, you know, as much as my parents tried to incorporate it, I didn't necessarily associate Christmas with religion. It kind of just, it felt like it transcended kind of to its own thing. Like Christmas always just felt like a very community-based holiday. It felt like a very family-oriented holiday. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't understand why there is any, like, anti-Christmas out there. It's just, it's a good time to get together as family and as friends. It's about giving back. It's about being together. It's just about being grateful. Like, you know, that they say that's like Thanksgiving is about being grateful. But I feel like Christmas is too, you know, it's just a good opportunity to just take a step back, be thankful for what you have and just relax. And then you got New Year's and you celebrate the arrival of a new fresh year, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. It's it's definitely, um, I mean, it's kind of a two-part thing where it's like, for people that are Christian, like us, you know, it's, it is partially like, I mean, it's definitely obviously originated with Christ's birth, but like, that's definitely a part of it. Then the other part of it's kind of just like the general thing, like just the general holiday that everybody else celebrates with Santa Claus and Rudolph and Frosty the Snowman, I guess, and all this stuff that doesn't really. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like it's an isolating holiday i feel like it's very much it's open for everyone you know Uh uh-huh i feel like some people just some people just want to be we have some words for them they're called um scrooge and there's there's the grinch before he had his heart change of course Mm -hmm. and there's krampus (laughs) Krampus. (laughs) scary guy scary guy so true but yeah that's about that's about it for our Christmas program. Um, Unless you have anything. I don't think I have anything else. I mean, I think we should end it off. And for those of you who still remember the, the top essential playlist, why don't we go ahead and add two more songs um, to it? And then we can have our, our final departing words. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I can start. So okay. this is a song that, it can be seen as a Christmas song because it's on a Christmas album, but I think it, I'd listen to it year round, honestly. Uh, it is a Christian song, definitely, but it's Come Thou Found of Every Blessings by Sufjan Stevens. That's a good one. It is. Have you heard that? Uh, heard his cover of it? I don't think I've heard this cover now. It's good. I love it. Like, it's, it's just a chill, cool, kind of folky vibe, which I'm all about. Yeah. I like that. Um, I wish I had a Christmas themed song to add, <laughs> but unfortunately I couldn't find any that really f- fit with the vibe super well that weren't just like super classical Christmas. Yeah. Well, that, that was the hard thing for me too is like, I need, I want something that's like related to Christmas, but also I can listen to throughout the year and fits the playlist and everything. So let's hear what you came up with. I mean, I guess yours didn't fit the Christmas thing, but that's okay. What did you come up with? Um, I chose a song called The Night We Met by Lord Huron. Is that the, you know that. Is that the one featuring Phoebe Bridgers? 
I don't know if it's featuring anyone. Oh, okay. I just looked it up, and there's one version featuring her, and I like her. And there's yeah. there's one without her. So okay, yeah. Put the one featuring her. Sure. Okay, sounds good. Sweet. Those songs are now on Top's Essential playlist. So if you guys haven't given that a listen yet or a follow, just do it because it's an amazing playlist and I love it. It's actually a good vibe. It is a good vibe. Um, yeah, thank you for tuning in to I, I can't I can't even say another week of Top Talks because it's been <laughs> a little longer than a week, but thanks for tuning into our holiday special. Um we were we've we've been Believe it or not, we have been trying to get a time to sit down and podcast for a while now. This is not the first time we've brought it up. There's been a couple times we've texted back and forth, like, podcast this weekend? And it just it doesn't always pan out, just because we've been super busy. But hopefully this is a good little interlude, as you called it, Tama, to kind of, like, satiate the need for the top talks and... We're probably going to start on season two sometime. I mean, I don't know. We'll see how it is because uh, season one, we started around January or February, and then we were able to be pretty consistent. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes this year. Um, yeah. You have anything, any like final words you want to leave, Tama? Yeah. This is, hope you guys have enjoyed this holiday special of Top Talks. It was definitely a blast making. I, I miss top talks, but we'll definitely we'll definitely do our best to be more in your guys' lives. Um, we gotta do a good job to be more in each other's lives too. That's the sad <laughs> part. Like that's true. This is the first time that top talks has happened in a long time, but it's also the first time that Tom and I have talked in a long time. I mean, it's true. Sometimes I've started trying to find memes that in like reels on Instagram that you'll like. I've noticed that and I appreciate the effort. (laughs) And uh, ever since, ever since middle school, I think I've always been like self-conscious about my memes because I feel like you and Kian would always be like, oh, oh, yeah, that's a funny one. I saw that last week. (laughs) (laughs) That was the hardest thing about sending memes to Kian. Kian, It'd always be like, hmm, I've already seen it. And I'd be like, dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I want, I, I do want to be better about top talks. If anything, just for the opportunity to talk to you. I mean, that's that's the reason that we started. I, we started this in the first place. Is it's an opportunity to catch up and talk about things. And I mean, it's fun to do it in podcast, but it's also it's we do it this sporadically because. You know, we're kind of forced to zoom past topics that I know we could spend a lot more time talking on. And yeah, we'll probably we'll have to have an off the air top talks another time where we can kind of pick each other's brains a little more in depth about some of these movies and stuff. But try to be a little more on top of it. So there isn't always so much to unravel in each episode, you know. Oh, for sure. This episode, if you guys think this is long, we definitely could have gone like five times as long with all the Oh, people. yeah. If this had been a phone call it, or just a hangout. like Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I mean, I don't know how much left I have to say other than thanks for tuning in to Top's Holiday Special and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.